Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week 14 edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes this week. I've changed my name several times on Twitter, having a little bit of fun with that, but I am Wes this week at Loafing It Over on Twitter. And of course, I have with me the person that could create a slate out of nothing. Just, I mean, out of nothing at all. It is Pierre at Peewee31 over on Twitter as well. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Hello, Pierre. How we doing? How we doing, Wes, or whatever you're going by these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Dunn had tweeted out some NBA pickups that people could, you know, stream for that night or something. And Juancho Hermagunos, what was this? I can't, I can't say his name. Juancho <laughs> Hernan Gomez. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And I said, man, that is such a fun-looking name. My name is kind of boring, you know, Wes, you know, Wes. Uh, and I've had that name for my entire life. I'm like, man, I, I wish I could have a good name like that. And Jacob said, it's never too late to change it. And I'm like, you know, you're right. And so I changed it to Huantato. There you go. Well, being Pierre, I don't have that problem. So let me know how that works out for you. I don't know. Huantato. I, I was thinking my wife say it. And she just didn't have the same ring, the tone, as I do. That's too funny. That's too funny. But yeah, week week fourteen. It's just it's getting crazy. Like this is almost over. Like we're we're getting towards the end. Uh, we got what four or five games left, depending on bye weeks. So yep. been a good run, and uh, hopefully we can finish the year strong. I hope so, too. Uh, just like our contest winner did last week, we always put on a DraftKings contest, of course, on Sunday afternoon for that afternoon slate that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. We always look at the Sunday afternoon slate here on Tuesday afternoon just to get a little a little taste, a little taste before this so we can start thinking about it, a little marination on these uh, Sunday classic slates. And and who was our winner last week, Pierre? Yeah, it was uh, Stahl-Un. Uh, um friend of mine actually so uh stall had a 152.16 lower scoring lower scoring week but uh did the trick went with trevor lawrence at quarterback aaron jones david montgomery tyler lockett aj brown in that revenge game there christian Mm -hmm. kirk tyler conklin uh brian robinson jr and the texans d against deshaun watson that was stall (laughs) on for the win Hey, uh, that Trevor Lawrence one. Yeah, you escaped the, you you dodged a bullet with that one because halftime he was he went. I thought it was over. To, did you watch? Did you see the play? No, I, I think I, I haven't. I haven't even seen the replay of that injury. I've seen the replay of the game, but I haven't seen a replay of that injury per se. Uh, but I I started Trevor Lawrence in my home league, and I I am right there on the cusp of the playoffs in this thing. You know the the whole thing where they don't you know they they don't they always try and sabotage me and everything. So I had Trevor Lawrence immediately. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is down. Trevor Lawrence is down. My phone's blowing up. I'm going yeah, you little you little weasels man trying to. Uh, it was bad. Like his knee like twisted. I thought it was done. He. It went to break, and I assumed he was going to be on the cart, but they showed him limping off and went to the locker room, but I still thought he was done. He's their their franchise quarterback. They're not going to risk it. All of a sudden, he comes trotting out in the third quarter. <laughs> like, hope is alive. Hope is alive. <laughs> I, uh, don't forget, we do put that uh, – we'll, we'll pin the tweet – for the show podcast here on that FI Today with the little underscore over on Twitter. And then we will connect the contest to it. And that's how you can enter the contest. And and there's different links that get tweeted out to that. I mean, like last week, I think we put two or three on there. And there's one that just looks really funky. And that's the one you put in there to start with. And you've never changed it. <laughs> it's just got all no, it didn't start that way. Like, oh, I, I made one and then it's reoccurring. So it creates on its own. 
And at some point, like it became, it reoccurred, but it was like all these like symbols and question marks and all this. I was like, what is this? I even emailed uh, DraftKings support like, hey, wow. can I can I change this? What's happening? And they said, no, I had to like delete the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, and the only way to delete it is just no one joins it. Like the league actually has to run a week without anyone joining. Well, when it when it freaking opens up, folks, you know, hop right in. So there's no way of like deleting it because folks are getting in as soon as it creates, which is good. But that's why we just have to keep rolling uh, with the mumbo jumbo there. Well, that's okay. Two things there. One, you should have used my name. Okay, whenever you called, you should have asked them if they knew who I was or when you emailed them. All right, just don't worry about name dropping me. That's fine, Pierre. I'll there let you go. do that. And then the number number two thing is I like it. That's not, that's how my brain works. So I'm <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. I'm, uh, hey, we got, a big slate to, we got a big slate to go through here, Pierre. And, and listen, I'm going to remind everybody, too. I, I've, I'm, I'm trying to break these games down, trying to manage my time a little bit better, do a little things a little bit stronger than what I have been for the season, trying to finish strong like you talked about. And I will remind everybody about prize picks and that FI Today quote that we have if you want to join prize picks and it'll match anything that you want to put in there up to a hundred dollars i believe so it can match even a hundred dollars and just type in fi today in there and i'm gonna i'm gonna put out a couple of little nuggets i've been able to break down two or three of these games right here and some of these prize pick picks that i think that are real good and so let me just say this you could do up you know you can pick two you can pick three four five i think they even have six now is what you could pick and right now for sunday pierre you could pick justin herbert and you could take the over on half a passing yard. All right. It, it's that's that's the prop bet. That's the well it, it, it it's not a prop actually. It's it's just a uh, a daily fantasy pick. And it's like it, a promo or something? Did you say half yes. a passing yard? Yes, it's a promo. So we got one in the ah, bank. So if is. we can just that's find one more. Yeah, it's a gimme. They, they and they got Taco Tuesday. Like, uh, there's a beware of Taco Tuesday. Sometimes I think that's a setup. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> a gimme unless he like gets sacked and hurt the first play. And then of course everyone's gonna come out of the woodwork going crazy about conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we won't even talk about the Kansas City Chief and Cincinnati Bengal game last week. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Justin Herbert, half a passing yard. I'm gonna sprinkle a couple more prize picks in here throughout these first two or three games. And Pierre, the first one is the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. Uh, the te- it's supposed to be outside. Temperature is going to be cold. I think that this is going to be a 30 degrees and snowy right now is what's on the radar. It's a 43 and a half point total and the Jets have 18 and the Buffalo Bills are projected for 27 or 28 points right there depending on what you look at. So Pierre, whenever I see this, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you the first thing that jumps out at me. Okay. Okay. Do you know how many 300 yard passers the New York Jets have given up this year? Uh, probably zero. Their defense is really good. Yeah, zero. Zero. Okay. And the last time Josh Allen faced them, he had uh, 205 passing yards and two interceptions. Bailed him out there, though. He rushed for 86 yards and rushed for two touchdowns last game. So that kind of bailed him out. But when I'm looking at that one, I, I sit there and I look at it. Josh Allen over on prize picks, and I'm, this ain't going to be a prize pick commercial or anything, but he is uh, projected for 270 and a half passing yards. With the snow, with the weather, I'm immediately taking the under on that. I think that's a good one to put with Herbert. Yeah, uh, the under sounds pretty enticing for sure. Uh, and like you stated, like they kind of held him in check that that first time around there. Uh, only threw for 205. A lot of his upside came on the ground. You know, nine rushes, 86 yards uh, for two touchdowns. And their defense has just been good. 
all year. They got Sauce Gardner, who they they kind of put on the top receiver. So you can expect him to to go to dig. To I think he got 95 yards, but you know he had to earn it. It was like five catches on 10 or 11 targets. So yeah, the the under on Allen is definitely a good way to to start with that Herbert freebie. Yeah, and there's, they've only allowed one quarterback to throw for 250 yards, and that was smoking Joe Burrow is what it was. So, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds like a really good one to me. All right, Pierre, when I look at this with out of these two quarterbacks, I, I, when I when I see Josh Allen at 8,300, I'm like, he's not going to get to three times his value. And when I look at Mike White going against that Buffalo Bill defense, even though he's been throwing the ball around a lot, I don't think he's going to get to it uh, or three times the value at 5,500 either. Yeah, I don't I don't like this game too me much. Either. Yeah. Um. Allen can get there. Uh, so even the first matchup, like he, he got there on the ground. He got 26.8, which would be the the three times. It'd be just about the three times, though. Right. So he's not getting <laughs> that ceiling that you really want. Um, same for Mike White. If you're going to play this game, I mean, he's the value you would want to take. He's gotten, you know, 20-plus fantasy points in his two starts this year. But as you mentioned, Buffalo's a, a different defense. Uh, they are attackable in the air if you can't attack. So if you do go white, obviously you're going to go to Garrett Wilson, um, who also had a pretty solid game against Buffalo the first time around. I believe around 17 or so, um, just around 18 uh, fantasy points, which would be around his three times the value. So that's the route you could go. Uh, Mike White with a Wilson, run it back with a Diggs. Uh, but you might want to just get off this game a bit, maybe the defenses, if anything, because the guys are at a salary that you can't really get to the ceiling that you want from them. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. All these guys, even even the uh, the Knight fella and the Ty Johnson from the New York Jets, the running backs, and the mm-hmm. uh, you know, Buffaloes, just, they're, they're kind of stingy on the ground, and they just seem like they're priced right, and I'm not going to be able to get a ceiling, a slate buster or anything like that, you know? Yeah, this is a, a tough game. Maybe one of the tight ends, they can save you a little bit. I mean, know. Knox is up, but Conklin's still 31, but I'd probably just pass on this game personally. Okay. The only thing I, I, you know, the New York Jets defense at 2,500, they did pick off Josh Allen a couple of times. The weather might be in the conditions where it might be able to keep it low all, already. And, you know, you never know. 2,500 is pretty cheap for a New York Jet defense against a Josh Allen who has struggled throwing the ball as of late. So that's. I think I'm locked on one defense, but uh, yeah, they're they're playable. 25 is not bad if you want to save. I'm probably not saving this. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, speaking of the next defense, Cleveland at Cincinnati here, Pierre, is our next game that we have. We're kind of skipping over that Buffalo Jet one. I didn't like that one either. 47 and a half points there. Weather conditions look good. Everything looks fine, uh, except for one thing, and that is Deshaun Watson playing quarterback. That's not going to look fine at all. I don't care how you're looking at it. I actually love the Cincinnati defense in this one, Pierre. They are priced at 3500 Deshaun Watson couldn't get anything done last week, and that was against the Houston Texans defense. I think the Cincinnati Bengals could really have a good defense this week at 3,500. Potentially, I'm not. I'm not thrilled with the Bengals defense. I never am. Like, I know the Texans aren't great, but the Texans have at least had some upside this year. Cincinnati really hasn't had any upside, so that's the that's the concern I have. Um, you look at the Texans; they got an eight, a seven, they had an eleven, a nine. Cincinnati. But they've been over seven, what, once? And so that's the concerning part. I know Watson hasn't looked great. So, I mean, keep that in mind. He's coming off of, what, two years almost of not playing football. Didn't look good at all in, in his own revenge game. And you, you can't expect that to really change or flip after one week. So you could play Cincinnati 3,500. Again, there's a, another defense right in this range that I'll probably be at. 
uh, that most of the field will probably be at. Um, another concern with, with Cleveland in general is Nick Chubb. So uh-huh. they were going up against the worst, literally the worst run defense in the NFL, and they weren't giving him the ball. Like, he got 17 <laughs> touches. He's He's gotten with 26. He's got 23. He's got 20-plus touch games uh, basically all year. He got 17 touches against the worst defense, uh, against the run in the NFL. I know their defense kind of showed out in this game, but it concerns me that they might go to Watson a bit more, um, even down like in the, the red zone. So I played hmm. Chubb, and there was a series down there. They, they threw the ball from like the five-yard line twice in a row. The second time he got picked off. It's like, what are you doing? You have Nick Chubb. What is happening here? And uh, that was just frustrating being a, a Nick Chubb player, but that's just something you got to got to worry with now. Not necessarily concerned with Jacoby Bichette, but it's going to be a concern with Deshaun Watson and them just kind of putting more on his shoulders from a passing game standpoint. Yeah, and, and over there on prize picks, by the way, Deshaun Watson is uh, projected for 225 and a half passing yards. Cincinnati has allowed zero 300-yard uh, passers this year. And last week, like you said, Deshaun Watson, only 131 yards and an interception. So I think that I like the under on that one too, Pierre. I'm always looking for unders. That's a, that's a good way out. Uh, so he's definitely priced up too high on DraftKings at 6,400. I think, I think, you know, if he was at 12 or 1,300, that'd be affordable. I, uh, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is good because that's not usually the case. Like most people go for the over. People right. don't like playing the under, so the fact that you're an under person actually gives you a leg up just liking unders themselves. Well, it gives you another out in case the player gets hurt or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I look for those, like the weather games, like in Buffalo and stuff. And last week I was profitable on some. I can't remember what it is. It was all the way last week. But I was profitable on some. But I try to pick on the bad weather games, too, to mm-hmm. kind of take down the, t- the you know, their their average yearly average or whatever, just to just to get another way out. Joe Burrow at 7K, though, going against that Cleveland defense. Uh, Smoke and Joe can get there all the time, it feels like. Not a lot of teams run against uh, against uh, the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I they do. I'm sorry. They they run against the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> but it seems like a lot of teams get passing touchdowns against the Browns too. In this, I, I I it looks like it looks like they could do whatever they want. Yeah, their their defense is struggle, which it's kind of shocking because they got you know Miles Garrett on the outside. I think Clowney's been hurt, but they can get pressure you know on the QB. But for one, they've been getting gashed quite a bit on the ground. Um, so you're going to have to like the the Bengals backfield here. Uh, I don't know if, if Mixon will be cleared. It's weird that he can't get cleared from the concussion protocol. Right. Um, but if he's not, then you can go back to, to P. Ryan. If he is, you can go with Mixon. And then Burroughs just heating up. Um, I think it kind of helped him to, to not have Chase, which sounds weird. But just not being able to lean on him, he had to kind of spread the ball around a little bit to Higgins, to Boyd, uh, Hayden Hurst getting involved and they have dumped it off to the running back quite a bit. Now he gets his weapon back and, you know, he's looking like the, the borough that had that late postseason push. Um, he's having that push for a lot of his fantasy owners this year. So I do still like borough at seven K and really, I mean, Chase Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, any of these guys, you can pair up with him uh, to get some upside. The run back will be tough on the, the other side. Cause you usually want Chubb. Um, and you can't trust Watson, so you might not want to do a, a bring back at all, maybe in Joku if he gets cleared or, or Harrison Bryant as a punt at tight I, end. I would love P. Ryan if Mixon wasn't playing. I would love P. Mm-hmm. Ryan if Mixon. But if, but if Mixon is playing, 
I don't even like I don't like mixing because I'm not sure how that snap count is going to go. Uh, and and it's something is weird, like you said, been out for so long. Uh, I just I I don't know what to do there. And Piran has played so well. I just think that maybe that could eat into some of Mixon's shares. Maybe they're saving Mixon for the playoff run or something like that a little bit. Now, I, you know? I feel like we saw this last year too, though, and it didn't really change. I have to look, but I'm pretty sure Mixon was banged up. Um, yeah, so. It happened towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. so it's tough. Like, week 18, he didn't play. Either P. Ryan didn't play either. It was Chris Evans, so I guess that was because they had a thing. But there's been times where Mixon's been banged up. Uh, P. Ryan gets the work that next week, but as soon as Mixon's back, it's back to, to P. Ryan. So, yeah, week week uh, week five, Mixon got hurt week five last year. Only paid 28% of the snaps, tweaked his ankle. P. Ryan came in, played pretty well, played 61% of the snaps. That next week, Mixon played 63%. P. Ryan didn't see the field. So that's just those type of situations. When you look at that week five, P. Ryan had a good game. He was 4K on DK, 18.3 fantasy points against the Packers. That's probably why I remember it because I was at that game. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's what took place. Like he had a good game in that next week. He still played, but, you know, you got to look at Mixon was still the, the one getting the ball. Okay. All right. Uh, Houston at Dallas is our next game here, Pierre. Oh, by the way, Hayden Hurst is out. So I do, I do think Tyler Boyd or the running backs will be able to benefit from that a little bit more. It seems to be mm-hmm. in the uh, little range that Hayden Hurst would be running things. You got Houston at Dallas. Oh, boy. 44 and a half points is this total, <laughs> Pierre. Uh, Dallas uh, is slated for 42 and a half of those points. I don't know how Houston's going to get. No, I'm kidding. But they do have a big projection here this week. Pierre, when when I look at this game, I, I'm thinking about stacking this game completely on the Dallas side. And I'm thinking about stacking them like this. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and Malik Davis. That's I, all three <laughs> running backs I want playing this game, Pierre. Yeah, as long as they don't do what <laughs> the Browns did, uh, where they could have done the same with, with Chubb and Hunt. But, yeah, you can see uh, the Cowboys kind of run this game up, similar uh, to how they did against my coats here on, on Monday night. So, I mean, Sunday night. Uh, but, yeah, this is a good spot for the Cowboys. Projected for, like, 30, 30 fantasy points just from themselves alone. You got the Texans on the other side, only around 13.8. Running backs are what you want. Um, it's, it stinks that they split so much. Uh, Zeke, I think, played around 51, 52 percent of the snaps. Pollard's right there in the the upper 30s, but he has the boom, you know, upside. But all these guys are, are in play. Uh, even the receivers. When you get to look at Lamb, you look at Gallup, um, Dalton Schultz, he's in play. But yeah, the running backs are who you want the most. And then the defense is obviously the the one I was alluding to. 3,800 Cowboys defense. Uh, they just get so much pressure. Uh, we saw them kind of dog out the coats, like I stated. Uh, they can do the same thing with uh, the Texans here, who didn't have Brandon Cooks. You know, Damian Pierce has been regressing. They're running out Kyle Allen. Not sure he's better than Davis Mills, but they're still doing that for some reason. Uh, so really do like the Cowboys defense and the Cowboys onslaught uh, this week uh, against the Texans. You know, I, I got – one of these guys have got to get touchdowns other than Gallup. Gallup got two touchdowns last week. I can't see them trying to do that again. Now, two touchdowns on like 23 yards or something. You know, it was it was hardly anything. So it's, so it's either got to be CeeDee Lamb or Dalton Schultz. They, the, the Houston Texans have given up a lot of passing touchdowns. Dalton Schultz has kind of seemed out of the flow of the offense a little bit with Tony Pollard and Zeke taking over a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Pierre. He got two touchdowns against the Giants. I think that was Thanksgiving or something like that. But uh, since then, 
and no, nothing against the Colts, which the Colts are pretty good defense against tight ends, and they didn't really have to throw the ball around. I, I just could, I, I think that C.D. Lamb's going to get another one this week. He may. I mean, he's their he's their top guy, and uh, Dak's going to look for him. And again, they're going to try to stop the run because they know teams want to run on them, which should open up the play action. And honestly, they should they should score at will <laughs> against the Texans. This game could get ugly. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty big spread. 17. Um, I always worry what like those big double digit spreads mm-hmm. just because the, the underdogs tend to cover those big spreads. It doesn't quite get there with these NFL teams, but we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, but I do like a lot of the Cowboys running game, passing game, defensive game, maybe even kicking game. If there was a kicker, I'd probably play. <laughs> you know something? Uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. If you can stream kickers against the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings let up tons of points to kickers. Yeah. Uh, what's this? I mean, just tons of points to kickers. So if you got to stream kickers, pick on the Minnesota Vikings, guys. I've done that the last two weeks, and my kickers have given me almost twenty points in in redraft leagues. So just, <laughs> I mean, just folks are like so mad with with kickers and defenses right now. Like yeah. first it was like kickers, get rid of the kickers. Now it's like get rid of the defenses because teams like the Browns and Cowboys. Yep. Or all of a sudden blowing up, you know, league wins that you have. Well, and it's not really fair. I mean, it's a positional advantage sometimes whenever you can get a Dallas Cowboys defense and just play them, you know, set them and forget them all year long. But whenever you can just stream them and go around jumping like that, and it's it's one of those things. If you want to do it, you can do it. But yeah, always pick on always pick on the Texans and always pick on the Minnesota kickers. Uh, something I noticed this year as I was looking at some stats earlier today: Dak Prescott does not run the football anymore like i mean just well, he doesn't have to nowadays i guess but i mean there he his rushing yardage is like nothing and his rushing attempts is like nothing and you'd think that Dak, you know usually runs the ball a little bit but he just hasn't been this year i don't know what that has to do with yeah, anything, i mean but. he i think he's coming off the, the ankle injury and even being recovered you just you're more cautious of your body and of those situations take less risk uh so that's probably playing a part of it minnesota at detroit this game is in a dome Pierre, my question to you is this. It's 53.5-point total. Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, last week whenever I was looking at this one, I think what, who, who played Detroit? Jacksonville played Detroit last, last week. Minnesota is projected for 25.5 points. Are they going to be able to hit that? Because Detroit's defense has been a little bit stingy. I think they can. This is the game. Like, this is like the one game. Mm-hmm. It's the highest point total. It's for it the only is. one in 50. Wild, it's 53 and a half. It's 53 and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the ISD has been better um, since they got rid of, I believe, their secondary coach. Uh, they went from like 32nd ranked DVOA to like 19th. So they've improved quite a bit. But you, you still have the slot is where they get torched. And right. the, the thing with the Vikings is they – they can put two guys in the slot that can torch defenses, one being obviously Justin Jefferson, who's going to cost you a lot. Um, but the other, who's not going to cost you a lot, being Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put him in the slot, too. So I really like both of those guys. First game, you saw Jefferson kind of get shut down. Week three, uh, six targets, only three catches, 14 yards for four fantasy points. Uh, meanwhile, Thielen, you know, had six for 61, a touchdown for 18 um, so that's what you can expect. You can expect the slot. We just saw it again with Christian Kirk. Um, you got a little revenge um, at tight end. You know, they can play Hawkinson in the slot. Um, he's right there as well. So I do think they can get to this 25 because the talent that they can put in the slot, which the, the Lions struggle with. 
from a passing game standpoint. And with that, we haven't even mentioned their the running game. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. You look at T.J. Hawkinson's. You scrolling through his DraftKings thing right there. He's he's got three games. One, two, three games against Detroit this year. He's got four games against Detroit actually this year. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, no, I mean, that's what it says. It says that at Detroit, at Detroit, at Detroit. I don't know what what that's, it might be a faux pas there. Uh, but uh, well, it does because that's the team he was on. So now well, he's on yeah, Oh, it's at Detroit. Okay. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I see that. <laughs> well, it says at Dallas, at New York. It says Detroit like 100 times, though. I get it now. I get it. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Oh, I haven't had the second cup of coffee yet today. Pierre, whatever I do think about TJ, though, returning back over there, it, it, I, I want to say that he's going to be able to do well uh, against his old foe here. You know, that's somebody I want to target, too, whenever I look at stacking up Kirk Cousins, maybe staying away from Justin Jefferson and going with a Thielen Hawkinson stack. Yeah, that's a that's a way you can build. Um, it's it's so hard to to not play. Justin Jefferson is the thing. Yeah. So it's it's going to take some courage uh, to not play him, just because he can get you that thirty plus. He's gotten forty. Um, I'm not sure a Hawkinson or a Thielen can get you that upside. Yeah. But if he gets you like he did in week three, the four, then you're you're set. Um, if he gets you, you know, six, fifteen, you're set. If he gets you that 30, you're probably going to want to have him. Uh, so that's the, the downside. But, yeah, um, you can. You can go Hawkinson. You can go Thielen and, and kind of get cheaper into this Vikings offense. Um, and then, obviously, the Lions on the other side is another story. And, again, we didn't, I got to say Dalvin Cook. We didn't talk about Dalvin Cook. That was the running back. But, yeah, he's mm-hmm. still in play, too, 7,300. Uh, I don't know if I'll go there. I'll probably go with the passing attack in this game. But uh, you can't play Dalvin Cook also. Yeah, it's just that Detroit's defense has been kind of stingy. It feels like as of late, as far as the running game goes, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't like the Dalvin Cook thing. Dalvin just hasn't been able to do much. It doesn't feel like in the backfield he'll still get that big burst game or, or that one big carry to kind of put him over the edge. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, ATN had 54 yards last week. Devin Singletary had 72 yards against Detroit, so I guess that was pretty good. Uh, Saquon only rushed – he rushed for 15 times and only had 22 yards. He caught yeah. the ball two times on five targets for 13 yards about three weeks ago. Uh, Khalil Herbert had 57 yards rushing. David Montgomery only 37 yards. So it's just their their run defense it looks like they're stingy, Pierre. Yeah, they've been solid. I mean, again, their defense is improving. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's, you know, getting pressure – they got, you know, Campbell, Dan Campbell's, you know, he's a, he's a go-getter. <laughs> and, uh, they, they're taking all kneecaps down in that, that offensive line, but they're tough to run on. But again, if you're trying to take away the Dalvin pass, Cook. which you mm-hmm. have to, you know, Dalvin Cook becomes that contrarian type of play while everyone else is playing the Hawkinson revenge, the Justin Jefferson, et cetera. Okay. Running back, you got to put Amon Ross St. Brown in there. He's just he's he's yeah. on another level right now. Uh, or if you wanted to stack it up, could you stack it up? Could you go with Jared Goff because the Vikings defense is not spectacular. They've been somebody I've been picking on myself the last couple of weeks. It feels like they're in shootouts all the time. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown would I can't go Williams yet because he just he didn't get any snaps last week. Really, he didn't. Uh, uh, DJ Shark seems like the other guy who's kind of jumping off the page at me at forty three hundred. Yeah, Sharks, the the other receiver besides Amon Ra that, that seems to be on the field getting snaps, getting targets. Um, you do wonder if some of that is 
the own revenge that he had against Jacksonville that they were maybe trying to to get him involved. But I mean, I expect him to, to stay involved still. Uh, it's going to be tough. So the running back situation is what unique for me. Um, Cause I think DeAndre Swift might be a thing again. I do um, too. And so you could go, I'm on raw. Um, and instead of trying to, you know, hope that it's going to be a, a shark, you can, you can go Swift and catch his balls out of the backfield. He saw uh, the highest percentage snaps that he's seen uh, over Jamal Williams. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind too. He actually out snapped him. I want to say 51% to the the 30s let's see i have it here 51 to 30 percent so that's that's almost 17 more snaps if he's the lead back now 5800 we know he's talented uh the vikings you know have struggled against the run some themselves we saw just now it's out of a night a rookie have a pretty good game i think 16 fancy points uh, against them there so swift would probably be the one i would go with uh in addition to amon ra instead of chart I like that. I do like that. And last week he had a combined 100 yards and a touchdown uh, rushing and receiving last week for DeAndre Swift. Okay, all right, so we're going to stay away from both of these defenses, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but they'll be throwing the ball around a lot, I don't, but, but they're both at 3K, so that's, I'd, rather, I'd rather go up to the Dallas or go to the bottom of that one right there is what I'd rather do. Yeah, you don't want one of those two defenses in the highest total of the week. Well, I just I look at sometimes I look at that and nobody else is going to be playing them, probably for good reason. But I also look at how much the teams are going to be passing the ball, which allows for a lot of mistakes. Just because it's fifty three and a half point total doesn't mean the defense isn't going to score any of those fifty three and a half points. Okay, that's, that's here. true. And if All they right. do, they're taking points away from your offensive players, which is even more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I taught you something right there. Philadelphia at the New York Giants, 45.5-point total. This this one is going to be raining there. It feels like it's going to be raining there is what it does to me. Whenever I see this game, I wonder how good Jalen Hurts is, Pierre. Oh, boy, that kid is good. That kid is good, Jalen Hurts. But he's 8,100 in the rain going against the Giants. It's kind of a low-point total. I would want to take Jalen, but this kind of feels like a letdown game to me as well because they just came from Tennessee and uh, the revenge whole narrative or Tennessee went there, you know, to play in Tennessee and the whole revenge narrative for it just feels like a letdown game for the Eagles, for, in my opinion. Now, it could be, but they they haven't really let down all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the tough thing. Like, they, they struggle some against the, the Colts a bit, but he still put up 25 fancy points. Yeah. And they only scored 17 real life points. So he's he's almost matchup proof. The the Dallas game was one of his lowest scoring, 16.9. This is in the division. So that that does have that, you know, plan out. But I mean, I don't know. Like they seem like they're so good. I feel like they're the team coming out of the, the NFC. And his down games, they're just not that down. Like He's okay. still a pretty safe floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe his weapons, you might, you know, might not be as confident in. You know, you look at AJ Brown, his price went up a couple hundred dollars. He's not against his former team, so maybe he doesn't get there. Uh, but you know, Goddard's gone, so it's really just, you know, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, I think even your guy, um, Quest yeah, got kid. hurt. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a just a small target tree now. It's hard not to to still like them. I know we can't trust any of the running backs, but maybe that 
that passing game might be going over to Kenneth Gainwell at this point, Pierre. Whenever I I looked at that game log and stuff, Kenneth Gainwell had three receptions for 38 yards last week. Miles Sanders doesn't really catch the ball all that often. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just something that seems to have changed there a little bit after Kez Watkins went down. And then Dallas Goddard, you know, of course, is out. So I I don't know. Maybe that's something, but we can't trust him this weekend. Yeah, I mean, also keep in mind, like, Tennessee, you have to beat through the air. Like, Mm -hmm. they're, they're really good at stuff in the run. Uh, so they just came out passing the ball. Like that was part of their game plan and it worked. So they weren't going to change it, but Hurts threw the ball 39 times, which I think he's only, he's never this year. That's the most he's thrown the ball all year. So they threw the ball more because of the the Titans and the way they kind of funnel it that way. All right, so that won't happen in this interdivisional game right here either. It's the giant defense and the blitzing defense. I wonder how that's going to affect him. You think about the blitz going against Jalen Hurts. Uh, that's going to open things up for the wide receivers. You're right. That makes me me kind of get a little bit excited to play A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Over on the flip side, uh, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, it just doesn't look real appealing against that Philadelphia Eagle defense, right? And Saquon Barkley has just, He's falling yeah. off. He's falling off. 8K, that, there ain't no way I could play him. Are we going to maybe go with the Slayton as a run back? Nah. No? <laughs> I don't know if I'm playing anybody on the Giants. I, it would be Slayton uh, if I would play. I mean, my guy, my guy Hodges got into the end zone. Oh, I talked on. about him being a value for weeks now. He finally oh. got a, a touchdown of 15 fantasy points. But, I mean, Eagle secondary is solid. You know, I just, I don't see the Giants doing much, which may be a trap. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's the the trick is you know it's going to be a an ugly game that the Giants get out in front of, but I'll probably pass on all the Giants. Just so we could have had a dueling guy thing right here because Watkins was healthy. We yeah. could you know we could have said all right, fine, let's play one on one here, buddy. Let's let's that's do this. right. Quest versus Hodgins. Uh, <laughs> we had it. We did. We did. We messed it up. Pittsburgh <laughs> or Baltimore at Pittsburgh. 37-point total. It'll be raining. It's wet. This is not a fun game at all. I even I even got a little excited because I thought maybe I'd be able to play Tyler Huntley, but I can't play him at 5,500, Pierre. That is way too high for a Tyler Huntley, in my opinion. It's not. Ah. Um, ah. It, it, it might be against Pittsburgh in the rain at Pittsburgh. Um, but, I mean, he's gotten – you know, look at last year. He played the Browns week 14, 17.3. That's three times the value. Against the Packers, 35.9 because uh, he has some rushing upside. And even last week, he got you 16.5. Uh, you're looking right around that 15 to 18 range for three times uh, just from a, a floor perspective. So he he's, he's capable of, yeah, of paying off that salary. It's just tough with the defense he's against. Well, not only that, but with the offense he's playing with, there's no wide receivers on this team at all. And, and I think other people know that. And so they're just taking away Mark Andrews as well. He's Mark Andrews is still getting the targets. He's just not getting the receptions. I do believe Huntley will be able to help out Mark Andrews. But at 6,500, I still think Mark Andrews is priced way too high for me to take him in DraftKings. See, I disagree there too, because if you look at his game logs last year with Huntley, like his biggest stretch was with Huntley at quarterback. So that would have started. Uh, he played with Huntley week 11 against the Bears, week 14 against the Browns, week 15 against the Packers, and then week 17 against the Rams. When you look at those same games with Andrews uh, against the Bears, he got 15.3, not major. Against the Browns, 31.5. Against the Packers, 38.6. 
uh, gets the Bengals 29.5, and then the Rams is 14.9. So he put up basically 30 in three out of the five games that, that Huntley started last year. So that that's intriguing. Uh, I worry he's still banged up and not all the way healthy. But I, I do think that Huntley's going to lean on him quite a bit because, like you stated, he's the main mm-hmm. guy. Will the Steelers be able to take him away? Um, I'm not sure. They they saw 16 targets in the playoffs against them last year. <laughs> so uh, I do think Andrews is probably in play. And if no one's going to play him, it, it could be a good time to hop on him because most folks are going to see his game logs and the fact that he's basically stunk for, what, four or five games in a row with his injury. You've talked me into it. I am putting a stack with Huntley. Andrews and Demarcus Robinson. That is exactly oh, what I'm going. To Maybe leave out that last one. No, I mean come on, the guy. The guy. Uh, he got seven targets himself, I believe, last week. If I'm not mistaken, uh, how many DraftKings points did he get? Us? He got us 11 DraftKings points. He's at four, and he and he still needs to find the end zone for somebody getting that many targets week in and week out. That many catches. Oh, he had eight targets, seven receptions for 41 yards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got me good, good Boy, how do you how do you get 41 yards on seven receptions, my friend? How do you do that? <laughs> you see it. You're looking at the box score. Exactly how to do it. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. All right. So we go with Mark Andrews there. When we go on the flip side of things for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, George Pickens sure was a squeaky wheel last week. Sure, and I think I think he's got validation to it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I think you need to run the ball. I, I, I pass the ball a little bit more. I don't know what this offense is doing. I think they have talent. I think they have ability. And George Pickens at 5K being a squeaky wheel, I think that they can find the end zone multiple times against this Baltimore Ravens secondary that is just really pretty bad. And we might even be able to get a Deontay Johnson touchdown this week, Pierre. <laughs> we might. I mean, they're, they're a good price. Him and Pickens are yes. both a solid price. Uh, obviously, Friar Moosey, the other play that you can have there. Um, Pickett, I'm not – I'm not too impressed with, with Kenny Pickett. I don't know if they're being conservative with him or, or what, because I'm used to him taking shots at Pitt yeah. when he was in college, and yeah. he's not really taking shots. But, I mean, they won you know, the last two games, so maybe this is the game plan. Uh, to just kind of grind it out, let that defense win you some games, which they can now that T.J. Watt's back. So that's the one thing I guess that would concern me is that he just hasn't really taken deep shots and really needed to throw the ball which is what you want. You want receivers that have quarterbacks that are going to air it out um, or be forced to. And I don't know if they'll be forced to by the Ravens offense putting up points themselves or the game script itself. Yeah. Friar Muth is one of those good cheap uh, $4,500 players as well mm-hmm. that we could play. A- anything else that you see here? Would would you want to go with a Steelers defense? I know they're sack machines and uh, Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick looks to be returning back to a little bit of form that he has. They're just, they're kind of aggravating, but it was against the Atlanta Falcon. I think yeah, I, saw I think both week. of these defenses are, are in play, but I would lean the, the Steelers at 2,800. Okay. All right. Uh, next game, Jacksonville at Tennessee. This is where you're supposed to say to me, Pierre, that Trevor Lawrence really does well against Tennessee, but we got a big questionable tag by Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah, like I said, uh, the injury that he had uh, against the Lions looked scary. Like his knee got all twisted up, but uh, he came back. So if he came back, you have to hope there's no no structure, structural type damage, and that he can he can play. Against Tennessee, uh, he's been hit or miss. He he didn't play well at Tennessee last year, but he played well at home against Tennessee. Um, so just keep that in mind. But we just saw, you know, the Titans can give up points. 
Jacksonville doesn't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or yes. Jalen Hurts, uh, but they, they have given it up, again, through the air. So if you want to attack the the Jaguars and Lawrence, you can. Uh, pay attention to the weather. You know, it can get bad in, in, in Tennessee as well. Only a 19.5 yeah. total for the Jags, which is pretty low, um, but they do have a, a target tree, Christian Kurt, Zay Jones, uh, mostly who they're going to target there. And then uh, Evan Ingram starting to see an uptick in targets himself here the last what, week or so. So mm-hmm. probably, I mean, you can play a guy as a one-off. I wouldn't stack him up given that team total. But, yeah, you can toss in a, a Zay or a Christian Kirk against the Titans. All right, but we're not skinny stacking this game or anything like that. It doesn't feel <laughs> no, like whatever we're no, doing. We're that. Uh, but, but And Travis Etienne, we're staying away from him, too. He, something's just happened since his injury. Just he hasn't been able to be living up to those DraftKings expectations anymore. Correct, and I don't I don't like running backs against the, the Titans, yeah. so I won't touch him this week. All right. Uh, what about Derrick Henry going up against this Jacksonville Jaguars? Derrick Henry's been a little bit disappointing the last couple of weeks. This looks like a game to be able to get on track. And you mentioned the weather, Pierre. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's supposed to rain Sunday, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm down here in this neck of the woods. And it has rained forever. And it's going to rain forever the rest of this week. Uh, maybe Sunday it clears up a little bit, but it is go- it's going to be tough sledding out there. Yeah, that's when you want Henry. Uh- when it gets colder, when it gets wet, and folks can't tackle him, and he's running people over, like that's when you want to play him. Uh, they fired their GM today, which was a little odd, given that mm-hmm. they've won the division like three, four years in a row. But they're not satisfied. You know, they've lost two games in a row, and they're not satisfied with where they're at. So you expect some heads to be turning uh, here in Tennessee, given that you know they just let go of the GM. I'm sure it didn't help that the the receiver that they traded away torched them, but yeah. <laughs> uh, just a tough situation, but yeah, Henry, I mean, he's Henry, uh, 7,900. You don't see him under 8K very often. Uh, he's had some good games against the Jacks, put up 34 against them in week five last week. So yeah, people are off again. If they're game log watchers and look at those last couple of games where he hasn't really been the, the form, uh, it'd be a good time to get on Henry at 7,900. Well, I know when you and I looked at their roster, the Titans roster at the beginning of the season, we, we just shook our head and said, they have nothing. At yeah. all. They got Derrick Henry, and that's it. I mean, you think about their quarterback, even Ryan Tannehill. Nobody in the league does more with less talent than Mike Frabel. It doesn't feel like so. Uh, that might have been one of those things that, that just needed to occur. We shall see. All right. Uh, nobody else here? What about tight ends? The Oka, Okanakwa, the guy? For the so, I mean, they're, they're good prices. Him and Hooper are, are both good prices. Uh, they've seen, what, four-plus targets uh, back-to-back weeks. So, I mean, one of them can can hit. So, I think he could play. Uh, I don't know how you say it. Say it. Chig, yeah. Chig is what I call him. That's his first right. name. So, you could play Chig. <laughs> you could play Hooper, uh, 29, 2700, respectively. Uh, also, you got to keep in mind, like, Traylon Burks uh, got hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Concussion. Uh, so, if he doesn't get cleared, that really narrows down the, the passing. Uh, so it'd be a, a Robert Woods, a, a Nick Westbrook, a Kena, or one of these tight ends to, to be the beneficiary of that. Yeah, and it keep, you know, whenever you're playing these tight ends, really none of them are touchdown dependent uh, or touchdown independent because they don't catch touchdowns. Austin Hooper has caught a touchdown in one game, and he went for two in that game, and that's the only reason why he has any DraftKings points, it feels like, other than those little bitty targets. I wonder, too, if if we are talking about – 
a Traylon Burks being out, does that open things up for uh, Dontrell Hilliard a little bit more for the Tennessee Titans? And he's at 45. Boy, why is he at 4,500? He should be a 4K player. <laughs> if they get behind, okay. that's when you want Hilliard because he is their pass catching uh, back. I feel like Henry can catch passes, but yeah, they shouldn't be behind in this game. Kansas City at Denver. Man, 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 I put way too many eggs in that Kansas City basket last week in DraftKings. I made out okay. I did okay regardless uh, in spite of the Kansas City uh, offense being kind of stuck in some mud there is what it felt like in Cincinnati. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Hey, Pierre, did you see that last play of the game? Oh, for for the pass from Joe Burrow to whoever he passed it to? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe. Man. (laughs) There was a chief just standing right there in his face, and he just stood there. <laughs> like, why did you hit that guy? Why did you hit him? I don't understand it. This point totals at 43. Kansas City, I didn't even look at it because Kansas City has got to have at least, what, 25, 26 of those points, and maybe yeah. Denver has the rest of them somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, 26.3 for the Chiefs right now. Okay, so that one, that one is this one, you know what this one does, Pierre? This one sniffs out your whole late afternoon underdog cover thing is what this Denver Kansas City game sniffs out for me right here so I wonder if we can't pick up uh some of these Denver Broncos a little bit more because the passing defense it seems like a lot of people have been able to pass against Kansas City because you got to to stay in the game and Patrick Mahomes is going to be in here in this game against the Denver defense which is pretty stout right now I just wonder when they're going to quit you know like are are they ever going to quit you know I mean if there's one thing that can make you it's it's the cheese but I mean, it's a really good point with uh, the pass catching. So the Chiefs have given it up through the air. You look at Corton Sutton, he's he's questionable with a hamstring. Uh, he left that game early. If he's out, that's a really small target tree for, for Russell Wilson, who himself is only 5,100. Um, I don't think anyone's going to play Russ. I won't play Russ, but 5,100 against a team that gives it up through the air. I mean, if there's a time for a vintage Russ, you feel like this would be the the situation uh, trying to show up, you know, Patrick Mahomes on the other side. It's interesting. The 17 points, that's that's worrisome. But, I mean, you got Jerry Judy, 5,400. Akendo Hinton, especially if Sutton misses, he's down at 3,400. You could play him for cheap. Uh, tight end, obviously, Dolchich, yeah, 3,400. He's actually currently, which is kind of unique, um, great now is the best value. Um, at tight end this week um, with the projections I use with DFS Nerd. So Dolchers is popping a bit at 3,400. And if the Chiefs get out, they're going to have to to pass the ball. Uh, If they don't and it's a grinded out game, then you can even play Latavius Murray at 5,200. The the Chiefs do give it up on the ground as well. Um, We just saw, you know, P. Ryan have a pretty solid game without even scoring a touchdown. So uh, Latavius Murray also in play at 5,200. Okay, and from the other side of things, I'm really disappointed in Juju Smith-Schuster's involvement in these games. It feels like last week it was starting to happen, and then he got hurt uh, when he was trying to stretch it out for a first down and, and converted mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, MVS is the guy, though, that they're looking for downfield. They're getting him more active. They're getting him more involved. But I think it kind of flip-flops between him and Sky Moore and Justin Watson. I don't know if I could trust any three of those guys. Yeah, they're they're other than Kelsey, their pass catchers are really difficult to trust. And that's one of the more frustrating parts if you try to stack the, the Chiefs. So yeah, you're gonna have Mahomes and Kelsey, but there's really no one else you wanna play. There's about a two to three game stretch with, with Juju. You felt like he was emerging, but 
you know, after his concussion, now you're you're right back to okay, who else do you play? The running backs, you don't know who it's going to be with McKinnon, you know, Pacheco. It's just a tough situation. And in order to stack, Justin Watson's like been leading <laughs> like snap percentages, yep. like basically three or four out of the last five weeks. Juju got on the field, but can he stay healthy? Scantling actually is dropping um, in route percentage. Just Sky Moore's playing 40-plus percent. There's just too much to, to go around, and none of them are really getting the, the targets that you want them to get. So I just think you, you just stick with what you know of Mahomes and okay. uh, Kelsey and just go from there. I, I like that. And then run it back with the Judy and a Dolchitz even. I, I may even mm-hmm. just, just play all four of those guys is what I yeah. may do. It feels like Pacheco's ready to break out one of these games. I don't think it's going to be this game, but, man. He is something special out there. He, he has got a yeah. burst and a half. He runs man. really, really hard. Uh, you have to look at the Melvin Gordon things. That's that's what's worrying me a bit. Like, are they ever <laughs> going to call Melvin Gordon up? And should be this game, right? It yeah. should be this game. Who who they who they playing? Yeah, uh, Denver. Yeah, who who released Melvin Gordon? So uh, who's uh, what's Melvin Gordon going to pull up in? He's going to pull up in a white Ford Bronco. <laughs> So that's just, I mean, Pacheco's been, he's been who you want. Uh, he gets a touchdown. You're usually pretty golden. Uh, but if Melvin Gordon gets activated, it's going to get interesting uh, at 4,300 <laughs> with Melvin Gordon against his former team. Uh, he's, if, if I play in a showdown slate, he's got to go in the captain spot because you can see <laughs> you can see them getting two touchdowns from Melvin Gordon somehow, some way. I, I just can see it. If, he, if he's activated and plays, then you can jam in, you oh. know, Kelsey, Mahomes, everyone. Let me, let me tell you something else. I think that the Denver Bronco defense would let Melvin Gordon do whatever he wants because that <laughs> think about it. I mean, they're 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 like, dude, you're the guy who voiced your opinion and got kicked out of here, and we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, I mean, just oh boy, you, you know, just <laughs> so much drama. No one, I I didn't think Denver was going to be great. You can go back to one of those off season prize picks. I wasn't sure they would be that good because Russell Wilson had. You know, Metcalf and Lockett, what, what's Sutton and, you know, Judy going to do differently? So I wasn't sure they'd be that great, but I didn't think they would be that bad either. So, uh, Yes, and and I would agree with you. Next game, speaking of Metcalf and Lockett, we have Carolina at Seattle. 43-and-a-half point total for this one, Pierre. Seattle's favored by two, uh, minus 200. They're minus 200 uh, in this one. I, I guess they're not believing in a, a quarterback situation in Carolina to be able to play out like it did last time with Sam Darnold there. Uh, do you believe in Sam Darnold against the Seattle defense? Sam Darnold is 5,200, and he did kind of wake up that offense a little bit. I don't believe him enough to play him, but, I mean, he's he's serviceable. He's okay. he's helping the, the team compete. You know, they, they beat Denver, who has a really good defense, and he put up, what, 16, 16.8 fancy points. Uh, he can run it on the ground himself too, so I mean he's he's serviceable. I think they're going to try to grind grind it out. It's hard to win in Seattle. Like their their defense is a different monster with the twelfth man there. So keep that in mind. But yeah, fifty two hundred. If you want to take a shot, uh, you can. Uh, DJ Moore kind of gets unlocked with Sam Darnold. So there's a an actual talented player <laughs> to pair him up against if you mm-hmm. wanted to go that route. And then I like the. The running backs as well. Um, Dante Foreman, I like him at 5,400. Seattle's 
really giving it up on the ground. He's been kind of torched. Even Cam Akers scored two touchdowns uh, when he hasn't done anything all year uh, mm-hmm. coming off his Achilles. So I like I like Dante Foreman also at 5,400. Yeah, he's banged up, so keep watching the injury report on that. I don't see a questionable tag by yeah. him, but I know he was banged up, and so that, to me, would unlock a Chubba Hubbard. Speaking about running backs, though, what are we going to do for the Seattle Seahawks running backs? Ken Walker's got a heel thing. It's like it, it, it's like Pete Carroll. Didn't it? A heel what? You know, he doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> uh, and Travis Homer's questionable, DJ Dad, That's a lot of questionable tags right there. It's starting to look like the New York Jet backfield. Yeah, I mean, if Walker's healthy with the ankle, you, you just play him. If he's not, it gets cloudy. Um, DJ Dallas, is he's always been good to me in the preseason, but he's never done anything in the regular season. Uh, but 4900 I mean, you look at that price, that's, that's cheap, uh, especially if he didn't have any competition. So watch. Watch what kind of happens and unfolds. Yeah. So they got, they got three guys questionable and Walker, Homer, uh, in Dallas, and they also have Tony Jones, uh, who actually yep. got seven attempts himself last week. So it's a little crowded. Uh, I don't think I want anyone other than Walker, but if you need a salary saver and a couple of these guys are ruled out, then, yeah, you can definitely take a chance at, at one of them. Go click on DJ Dallas for DraftKings. Click, click on his name. You <laughs> I see, his see face? The, the image, <laughs> yeah. It's like... I don't know what what's taking place there. Like a naked grandma or something appeared in front of me. It, it's pretty bad. I don't know about a naked grandma. What are you talking about? Tito Smith is always playable this year. 6,200. He can hit that. That guy is balling out. I'm happy for Geno Smith. He was one of the people that I, you know, took a dart throw on. And I said I thought was going to be a little bit successful. I didn't know he was going to have this much success. And I, he's doing it. I thought he'd lead the team to some victories, but I didn't know he would be in a discussion for possibly an MVP kind of thing. Maybe maybe he's not. Maybe that's just in my head. But, man, he's balling out. Oh, he's been great. Um, and his price really hasn't changed too much. Oh. I know he was really cheap early on, but he's kind of been in that low six to, to mid five range ever since like week four or so and he's been great he's helped me out i have a, a keeper league where i had trey lance who went down like immediately <laughs> and i went and got geno smith just because there was no really top tier type of, of quarterbacks on the waiver wire and it's it's panned out he's worked out really really well for me i've started him every weekend you've seen 20 plus uh, last, basically the last four weeks, he's got 19 before that. You're looking for around 18 to hit three times the salary. Uh, if you look at the fact that their running backs are banged up, he could be forced to, to throw the ball a bit more, uh, which, I mean, you have to like. He's been accurate, and he's been better than his counterpart who's in Denver. So uh, I do like Geno. And, again, he has a, a a pair of receivers that you can easily stack them up with. Yep, definitely, and I think that's really easy. And then run it back with somebody from the other side there. All right, last game, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. What, what is this point total, 10, 15? What, what is this point total for this one, Pierre? This is like the 37-point total. Could you? I, I couldn't imagine. It's supposed to be rainy. It's supposed to be nasty over there in San Francisco like it kind of is all the time. Uh, Pierre, I don't I – don't, I don't, I don't want to play this game. I, I don't like this game. I don't know who to go to. I don't like either one of the quarterbacks. I guess Brock Purdy at 5,100, but not against that Tampa Bay defense. But that Tampa Bay defense even looks vulnerable at this point. Yeah, I mean, they they should have lost last night. Like, yep. That was that was frustrating to watch. Um, I'm not a Brady fan, obviously, being a coach guy, but they just gave up. Uh, right at the end, it was 16-3. Uh, to three. They had a, a drop, I think it was Jarvis Landry. 
Yep. Had a drop for a touchdown with one hand. Uh, then they had another one with Taysom Hill late that could have clinched the game on a dart that Andy Dalton threw. He dropped it. I mean, that game could have been over. So it's it's tough. The Tampa defense been a little better, but again, they're on the road. You got Brock Purdy, which is concerning. You know, you would have preferred like a Garoppolo. Uh, but even so, like, I think the tight end position is one you can attack with Tampa. Uh, you even saw, like, Troutman uh, get some action. Taysom Hill technically plays the, the tight end role. He caught a touchdown. So the tight ends did really well uh, last night against Tampa. So I actually like Kittle uh, this week at, at 4,300. With Brock Purdy, you know, you got a rookie type of quarterback here. Probably going to lean uh, on that tight end a little bit more than he had to uh, that game against the Dolphins where their defense really just, you know, all of a sudden got that game under control. Um, but I don't mind Kittle here. Uh, 4300 really cheap price, cheap as he's been in probably two years uh, going up against a team that struggles um, against the tight end. So, yeah, give me some some Kittle. Don't think I'll play Purdy himself, but I don't mind Kittle. I don't mind McCaffrey. I don't usually like running backs uh, against the – the, the Buccaneers, we just saw Alvin Kamara kind of get shut down. But you look at the touches that McCaffrey yeah. got that game against Miami, 17 rushes, 10 targets. Uh, you got to expect that's probably going to be the game plan moving forward. So uh, I don't mind McCaffrey. I don't mind Kittle. You can probably even toss in like a Debo or so because they, they could just try to run the ball a bit more themselves. And he even got four yeah. attempts also on the ground. We don't like any of the running backs from Tampa Bay either, Leonard Fournette or White. White is the guy, if I was going to play somebody, it'd probably be him. Uh, Uncle Lenny just looks look, looks sluggish and slow. But ooh. I mean, I wish they weren't splitting. Like, yeah. If they weren't splitting, I would, I would definitely take one. The, the White one was frustrating because I, I played a Monday, Thursday, and neither one of those guys really were hurt me. I, I didn't play either one. I didn't play a running back from last night. And then basically those last two drives, all those little short – stupid dump offs they started getting all those receptions and mm-hmm. he got like 17.9 so you take 17.9 uh for 5.5 and even with Fournette, he got roughly 14 but they saw just a ton of targets between the, the both of them you got seven and eight so like 15 targets uh for the running backs themselves so you could definitely play one it's just a coin toss on who you're going to get right Okay, and if I were playing a wide receiver from Tampa Bay, if I did want to take it, because when you sit there and you look at the Tom Brady's DraftKings totals, he does get to three times his value. I don't know how, but he gets, <laughs> he gets there. He gets there. It has to be Godwin, though, because him and Mike Evans just are not on the same page right now. Yeah, it's it's Godwin. I don't know what's going on with Evans, but Godwin's seeing a, a bunch of targets. And, yeah, Brady's interesting. Like 5,600 for Tom Brady going against the, the Niners. I want to say he was a Bay Area kid, so, you know, he's used to out there as well. And there's rumors that he may even have wanted to be out in San Francisco at some point. So, I mean, you're looking again, 18, he's done it back-to-back weeks. Something's off with them, but, I mean, if there's a guy that can rub it in your face, it's definitely Tom Brady. I think we all know that. Boy, they, the teams passed the ball a lot against the San Francisco 49ers. Tyreek Hill last week had 14 uh, targets, nine receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. He had that. Uh, yeah. the, and even the two through for 295 and two. Um, it yeah. didn't look great because they got blown out. But, I mean, it's points. If he gets that 300 bonus, he's, he's right there himself. Olave uh, had nine targets. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins had 12 targets, 91 yards. So it's 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 possible. Greg Dortch 
Dortch had 103 yards against them. So I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're passing the ball a lot there. I might be stumbling onto a little bit of stack in here for a Tom Brady, but I don't know if that's what you want to do, Pierre. And as you start building our lineup, I'll remind everybody to go over to our Twitter account, at FI Today with a little underscore. We'll pin this tweet over there for the show and uh, for the podcast anyway. We'll pin that up there. And underneath there will be a entry form to the DraftKings contest that we put on each and every Sunday. Don't forget to follow Pierre at Pee Wee. 31. You can follow me as well at loafing it over there on Twitter. Pierre, I'm not sure who you're going to play at quarterback. We've been playing this game all year long. I am looking at these guys right now. I think you're going to go with a Kirk Cousins is what I think you're going to go with. You were super close. I'm going the other side of the ball. Oh, Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. Give me Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, I'm saving $500 uh, with Goff uh, there at 5600 Mm-hmm. Going to pair him up with Amon Ra St. Brown. I mean, I'm not going to try to get crazy here. So give me Amon Ra to go with him. Yep. Give me Swift um, at running back, too. I'll, I'll do the double that way. Like and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back with a double with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Um, this is the highest total on the slate. So I'm going to play it like it's like Vegas thinks it's going to play out. So Goff, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, Thielen. Give me give me Dante Foreman, uh, fifty four hundred. Uh, they're at Seattle. Uh, they're currently the next last uh, <laughs> defense against the run there. Uh, so I'll do that. Give me the Cowboys. I, I can't not play the Cowboys defense like against the the, the Texans. Cowboys thirty eight hundred. I just pay up. Gives me two spots. I don't usually like going double tight end, but I think I'm going to go double tight end here. Give me Dolchich. Uh, just because he's great now, is the best point per dollar right now at 3,400. And then give me Kittle at 4,300 uh, against Tampa. That also gives me two guys in the the afternoon to give me a little PMR left to to try to catch some people if necessary. So Goff, Dante Foreman, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Adam Thielen, Greg Dolchich, George Kittle, Dallas Cowboys defense. Hey, I like it. I like how you did that too because, like you said, that was. When we're looking at them, that is the highest point total by far of any game. And we really weren't able to talk ourselves into a lot of other ones that were just, you know, I I think I found a couple of different stacks to try and get into a little bit. But uh, definitely going to be like skinny stack in this game, along with those other stacks. If I do take advantage of some of those other ones. Pierre, good job, as always, my friend. You always come to the table prepared. And I appreciate that. Hey, thanks for having me. Hate the season's ending, but, I mean, we're about to get hot here late. So tune in, listen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for likes, retweets. You got it. We love you all and appreciate the support. I don't know. Kankis might listen to this one. I don't say I love Kankis. <laughs> hey, do, we do appreciate you, and however you can, find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. Mm-hmm.